This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 87 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. Luka Doncic is a top five player in the NBA. Somebody has convinced me otherwise. That's one of the topics we're about to talk about today. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. I appreciate you listening to your friends or coming in from wherever you're coming into. I always appreciate the support. For those of you who've been there since day one, you already know what the deal is, man. Woo-wee! Since the last recording, a lot has happened in the NBA playoffs, man. A lot that we really don't want to talk about and a lot we do want to talk about. But the main topic for today, like I said, Luka Doncic. <laughs> I was already on the fence about him being a top five player even before this playoff started. But now he just solidified that to me. And in this episode, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to go over what we've seen so far. Four games into many playoff series, including the Lakers and the Blazers, the Raptors, the OKC Thunder, the Houston Rockets, the Utah Jazz, surprisingly, having a 3-1 lead over the Denver Nuggets, the Los Angeles Clippers, having a hard time with the Dallas Mavericks. Was it really that the Dallas Mavericks was a bad matchup for the Clippers? Or is it the other way around? So all of these things, we're going to cover them in these episodes, man. And I cannot wait to dive into this because there's a lot of interesting numbers that I want to share with you guys. A lot of analysis, a lot of uh, data that came about just in four games in this playoffs. The bubble has really changed a lot in this NBA, but unfortunately, I know things are going to change moving forward, and we're probably going to go back to the arenas. People are going to be playing in front of their home crowds and the roads and stuff, so a lot of these numbers you probably won't ever see again for that matter, but I'm excited to start talking about this, so with no further ado, man, let's just get right into it with our first segment with what are you talking about, bro? Huh? What are you talking about, man? What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? Oh man. <laughs> it's 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 one of the one of the great things about having a podcast is like you prepare for the entire week to talk about certain topics that come up and sometimes in sports history changes and you just change your topics on the fly and what makes a good host in my estimation is able to change things on the fly know how to explain it to your audience and today guys i have pretty breaking news for you those of you who know me know that i'm a avid lifetime barcelona fan and as of this recording august 25th i find out and the world just found out that Lionel Messi is asking to leave Barcelona. He wants to terminate his contract as of right now so he can leave freely this summer because this Barcelona board, excuse me if I'm going to speak as a fan and also as a neutral, but more so as a fan. This incompetent Barcelona board has done everything in their power for this Barcelona team to seemingly not win anything significant. It's great to win La Ligas, it is great to win Supercopas, it is great to win Copas del Rey. But the one thing each footballer aspires to do is win the Champions League. Messi has four Champions Leagues under his belt. Barcelona was primed to win another two Champions League. But because of their incompetence on the board, because of how they handle players, 
Lionel Messi has decided it is that bad. I do not want to end my career in this disarray. And he decided to leave Barcelona. If you want to know my tribute that I'm about to give Messi, you can tune in into our IG stories, my personal IG, which happens to be Duffisboy, D-U-F-F-I-S-B-O-Y. Or you can go to statmanpodcast.com and you'll also find that tribute there. Leo Messi has done a lot for the Barcelona club over the last 16 years. This man played 731 games. He had 654 goals, 235 assists. He won 33 titles, 7 Pichichis. That means he's been a leading scorer in La Liga for for 7 seasons. He's won from the I'm telling you this from the top of my head because that's how big of a fan I am of this man. He's won five European Golden Boots. That means you lead the entire European, all top five European leagues in scoring. Like I said, he won four Champions Leagues. He had an astonishing career. To many around the world, considered the best player of all time. In my estimation, he is equivocally the best player of all time. He made it to three domestic international uh, finals with Argentina. Unfortunately, they haven't won any of those he made it to the world cup final which is a big accomplishment for any footballer representing your country he made it there he lost to the the german team the great 2014 german team Leo messi's career man it's been an amazing journey in barcelona i wish him luck as he goes to another club whether it may be psg whether it may be man city but in the bottom of my heart i i am grateful for the 16 years he put in at barcelona he won us many titles brought us a lot of joy but as a Kule, as a barca fan i keep rooting for my team does it hurt yes it does but this is the nature of sports so let me transition from this breaking news to what we really want to talk about luka Doncic is a top five player in the nba somebody convinced me otherwise and you guys know i'm i am an advocate of not falling for prisoners of the moment. And a lot of people are prisoners of the moment. Luca has been doing this for a long time. The only problem is we have not seen it. You know why? Because a lot of us have not watched real European basketball. Luca Doncic has been playing with grown men, against grown men, has defeated grown men, has won MVP in a grown man league, in the second best league in the world, actually. Believe it or not, the European League, the European Basketball League, is the second best basketball league in the world behind the NBA. And Luca has been dominated since the age of 15 in that league. He comes now to the NBA. People were saying he couldn't do what he's doing now. Luka Doncic is the first player since Magic Johnson to average and to get two triple doubles in the first four games of their NBA postseason career. You all saw what Luka did against the vaunted LA Clippers defense. Even though they're not playing like a vaunted defense, that defense is something to be reckoned with. And Luka Doncic is carving those dudes apart. He's tearing them apart. He's making Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Well, not more so Kawhi, but he's making his primary defenders look like high school basketball players. He's making them look like they do not belong in the league. Luka Doncic. And as I posted on social media... This is my explanation as to why Luca is a top five player. Number one, what separates a superstar to me? If we put the numbers aside for a moment, it's quite ironic that on this podcast we want to put the numbers aside, but I'll get back to that in a minute. If you look at the eye test, if you just look at Luca play the game of basketball, he has his fundamentals in check. 
he understands what happens on the basketball court. He knows where his teammates are at all times. He knows when to attack. He knows when to take a step back. He knows when to survey the defense. He knows what to do. Any superstar in NBA history that has performed at the level that Luka is performing right now. And we know they have players that are performing at higher levels. Kobe has in the postseason. Obviously, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Kareem, Hakeem Olajuwon, Karl Malone. All these guys in the Hall of Fame. They're like top 10 players in the league ever. Larry Bird. Shaq. All these guys are performing levels higher than a regular season. Something that was said by Kenny Smith on NBA on TNT that I want to incorporate in this explanation today is that he says something that is quite interesting and something we didn't think about. With this reset in the bubble, it's as if we're seeing the upgraded versions of a lot of players. We're seeing the next season versions of many players. Think about Jason Tatum. Luka. We're seeing MVP level Luka right now against the LA Clippers. We're not seeing December 2019, January 2020 Luka. We are seeing December 2020, January 2021 Luka against the LA Clippers. And it's clear that he is a top five player in the league. Like I said, the numbers explain for themselves. His first game, his first game, he had a triple-double. Then in game four, he had a 40-point triple-double. 42 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists. That's the Luka the Clippers are facing right now. I had this entire whole argument about whether Luka is a top five player on social media. Some people agree with it. Maybe some of them were prisoner at the moment. And some of them wanted to discuss with me as to why other players were not in the positions they were. Some didn't consider Luka anything but top ten. They didn't even say top five because they believe other players are better. So like I said, my first explanation as to why Superstar is considered a Superstar because they have control of their game. It doesn't matter what the defense does, they always have control over their game. Defenses don't dictate what they do. They go at the same at their own pace regardless of the defense, regardless of the quarter, regardless of the moment. They always have control of what they are doing. Before we go any further, the players that I think our top five in the league, including Luka, LeBron, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry. I don't think James is in the top five simply because I, again, when you at the eye test, you watch James Harden play. His numbers are amazing. He's averaging 35 points a game, making about five to six three-pointers a game. He's shooting about 43%, 37 from the three-point line. That's amazing. That's amazing. But that's the difference between being a great scorer and actually being a complete basketball player. If James Harden's shot is not falling, it's not many things that he's doing really well on the basketball court. On the other end, again, James Harden's not known for his defense, nor is Luka even. But it's very tough to get past Luka when he's engaged. Same thing you can say about James Harden. But the one thing that separates the two of them that I put Luka in the top five, even before game four, even before the shot... Luca's game looks easy. He always seems to be under control. Defenses do adapt to his game. He doesn't have to adapt to def what defenses do. 
if you really think about what I just said, you will come to understand the greatness of Luca. Great players adapt to situations. Yes, if certain things are not going a certain way, they change their game where they can be efficient regardless of. My with my statement, I'm trying to say is Luca doesn't change his game based on whatever defense they're playing him. Like defenses adjust to what the heck Luca's doing, because you can't stop him. The Los Angeles Clippers have a vaunted defense. I picked them to go to the NBA championship. And I eventually picked the Bucks to win the NBA championship. But it looks like right now, Luka is doing whatever he wants against that defense. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Pat Beverly, even though he's out. Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris. There's a lot of bodies that can throw Luka. And Luka is just running circles around these guys. That's how great he is. He's not as quick as James. He's not as fast as James. He damn well can't shoot as good as James. But he's still putting up 30, 40 points, only making about two, three pointers a game. James puts up about, about 10, 13, 14, 15, sometimes 23 pointers in a game for him to get his 30 points. Luca is literally running the best offensive rated offense in NBA history. That's what Luca has done with the Mavericks this season. The, the most efficient offense in NBA history. You look at that team on paper and you say, what? This team? The most efficient one? Yes. Because the controller of the offense is a top five player. He understands the game. He computes the game at levels we have never seen. Only the great ones have seen. We can't comprehend how they view the game. Doesn't matter what defenses do. They are going at their pace. That is what makes Luka great. That's why he's in the top five. With all that says, with all that said, the Los Angeles Clippers are still going to win this series. As of this recording, August 25th, 2020, the series is tied at two. Game five in the bubble. Clippers Mavericks. The Clippers, even though Paul George probably will continue struggling, we would hope he doesn't continue struggling for the Clippers' sake. But even if Paul George continue struggling, He's a two-way player. He can affect the game in many di different ways. And the Clippers have too many options that the Dallas Mavericks would eventually not be able to deal with on a seven-game stretch. But that is the beauty about the playoffs. We can make all these predictions. I didn't think it was going to go this long in the series. Actually, I thought the Clippers would beat these, this Maverick team in five because I just thought they were just a better matchup. But this is what the player, this is what the playoffs is about. This is what becoming a superstar is all about. You force your will upon a series. And that's what Luka is doing up to this point. But even so, like I said, I still think the Clippers are going to win. Series I don't really want to talk about. Toronto Raptors, New Jersey Nets. We all knew that was going to be a sweep. Um, the Nets play well during the bubble season. But the Toronto Raptors defense is just suffocating. It's as if you're watching Picasso paint a painting. That's how great the Toronto Raptors defense is. They're number two rated right now in the entire bubble including playoff and defensive rating with the lakers being number one some a few of those numbers are a bit skewed because some have played more games than others they played stiffer and worse competition than others doesn't really matter if you're top five in defense you're doing something really well so the toronto raptors move on as we all expected the boston celtics and the philadelphia 76ers a lot of questions in philadelphia but what I want to focus on is Boston and another player that is in the realm of becoming a superstar. I think Luca's already there, but Jason Tatum is like one, 
one line below that right now. Like I said about Luca, we are seeing next year Jason Tatum. 2020, 2021 Jason Tatum. What Jason Tatum was able to accomplish during this playoff series. He's the first he's the first Celtic since Larry Bird. 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals and 2 blocks in a playoff game. He's the youngest player to get 25 and 15. He's the youngest player to get 30 and 10. That's what Jason Tatum has done during the series. A clean sweep of the Philadelphia 76ers. There's a lot of answers for the Sixers. Joel Embiid is not the problem. Ben Simmons is not there as being the problem. The entire organization, from top to bottom, from the coaches, they have a lot of issues going on, and that's why Philadelphia has not progressed in the last three years. They have a lot of questions to answer. The Boston Celtics are moving on to the next round. They also swept the Philadelphia 76ers. Then I want to move to the Miami Heat and the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers, to their credit, they played through a lot of injuries, but they were just too much. I'm sorry, they were just too little for the Miami Heat. Little meaning, the Miami Heat was just better defensively. They were more effective offensively. They they showed more with their effort. They showed more on the defensive end. In moments where they needed to produce something, they had the players to do so. Bam. Big center Bam for the Miami Heat. He's the first player in the Miami Heat franchise history to average 15, 10, 5, 1, and 1. The only other player to do that in the postseason is Giannis, the Greek freak. That's the levels that Bam is playing at right now. The Miami Heat defensively are on another level with Jimmy Butler leading the way. And then they have that 2-3 point headed monster with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Look out, second round opponent, which happens to be and will be the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks struggled in the first game against the Miami, against the uh, excuse me against the Orlando Magic. But just like every other top tier team in the bubble, we are not seeing the best versions of those teams. The Lakers are now coming together. The Bucks are almost now coming together. But what's more impressive about all this? The one consistent thing. Speaking about superstars, the one consistent about the Milwaukee Bucks thus far in this bubble has been. Giannis Atatakumpo, the Greek freak, he is about to be the reigning back-to-back MVP and also the defensive player of the year. The last player to do that was Hakeem Olajuwon, 1994-1995, when he won the MVP and defensive player of the year. The only other player to do that in a season was Michael Jordan, when he won MVP and defensive player of the year. That's the levels that Giannis is playing at. But what's even more impressive about the Milwaukee Bucks? The consistency they have on defense. No one on that team is averaging more than 35 minutes a game. And that's part of their success formula. Giannis is averaging 30, 15, and 5 in this current playoff in less than 29 minutes a game. He has a 32 PER best of all time to this point yes there's more games to be played but that's how well Giannis is playing at the moment so four games into this NBA playoffs there's a few things to be noted the Miami Heat defensively are taking it up another notch 
The Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis, look that they're ready to take the next step. Number three, the Los Angeles Lakers are falling into the groove that we saw mid-March with them. Number five, Luka has equivocally put himself in the top five players in the league. And this postseason against one of the best, if not the best defense in the NBA, he's showing what a superstar can do regardless of the defense. That's what we've learned thus far doing this four games since our last podcast recording. You know, unfortunately, we'll eventually get to the point where we will start recording every day. You can have content every day. But that's the overall scene that we've seen for the first four games. Like nothing has been surprising really except for the the Utah Jazz and the uh, the Denver Nuggets. The Utah Jazz offensive efficiency is off the charts. Donovan Mitchell is literally leading the bubble in scoring. Like he's the most efficient player in the bubble. The, a guard. Your point guard slash shooting guard. He's leading the way. He's putting the Denver Nuggets on skates. Nuggets, the Nuggets really don't know what to do with the Utah Jazz. The two-headed monster with Spider Mitchell and uh in um and Mike Conley. They have no Denver just don't know what to do with them. And it seems to be like the Denver Nuggets are becoming almost like the Philadelphia 76ers. We talk about them, we give them high praise. We want to put them in this category where they look like they're about to be a contender, but then when the time comes for them to show us that they belong in that conversation, they tend to slip. Again, the series is not over. It's a 3-1 series in favor of the Utah Jazz. Or playing excellent defense, I might add. But the Denver Nuggets still have a chance to show us and quite frankly put themselves in the NBA history books by coming back and winning the series. But they need to show that it's not just about Jamal Murray and, and Nikola Jokic. It's not just about them. What about the help? What are they gonna do? Unbelievable in the Utah Jazz series that Donovan Mitchell goes off of 50, Jamal Murray goes off of 50. Somebody eventually had to lose. But it's amazing to think that if you watch a basketball game, look at the box score, and you say, man, the opponent, the opponent starting point guard had 50 points. You would think the team would win that easily. But you can't allow the other team's superstar to go off for 50. Most likely, you probably will lose. So that is the scenario right now with the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets. Like I said, that series is it's, uh, it's led by the Jazz 3-1. Uh, tonight, as of this recording, August 25th, we'll be able to see the Dallas Mavericks versus the Los Angeles Clippers, and then we'll be able to see the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. So, uh, we know the Clippers will be going to Game 6, a guaranteed Game 6, and uh, Utah can end Denver's uh, season tonight. Then on Wednesday, August 26th, the day after this recording, uh, we will see Game 5 between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets, we will, which we will cover later on in the next episode when we recap all the following games. Uh, Russell Westbrook should be back for Game 5, which is a welcoming sight for the Houston Rockets. I don't even call them the Houston Rockets anymore. I call them the Houston 3.50 Rockets because, <laughs> man, in the last four games, they've taken about 200 three-pointers. That's insane. That's just insane. That means they're averaging about 53 pointers a game. Interesting statistic though. The Houston Rockets are 5-0 when they take 50 or more three-pointers. But 
in the last two games against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which they have they happened to lose, they um they're now five and two after shooting fifty three pointers or more. A lot of people don't like that type of basketball. I personally don't like it either because there's no need to be shooting that many three pointers. Just get to the basket, man. Create contact. <laughs> you know, wear down your opponent. You know, missing that many three pointers as well because you're not gonna convert at a high clip shooting that many three pointers. But the Houston Rockets believe that's the great equalizer. So that's what makes this series so intriguing to me because you have the the ultimate conductor in Chris Paul. You have uh, Dennis Schroeder. You have Steven Adams, a team that had a 0.01 probability. I didn't make that number. That was an actual number based on ESPN, SPI of making the playoff. The Thunder had no business being in the playoff and they're tied 2-2 right now with the vaunted Houston Rockets who apparently, just like the Blazers, would, would give the Lakers some trouble. So it's great that they're in a fight right now in a great series. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So I hope I've recapped these last four games in each series that we have spoken about um i cannot wait for the upcoming games this bubble has been the great equalizer for many teams we have seen players taking it to another level we've seen super we've seen stars become superstars now we're seeing superstars now taking it to another level even so that's amazing to see and um players are just focused on basketball and i cannot wait for the next couple of games Ah, we've come to the end of another episode. That was episode number 87 of the Statman Sports Podcast. Man, I'm so excited. Woo, man. Those four games, the first four games in each series, man. It, it was great. You know, some close games, some blowouts. It was all exciting. A bunch of ridiculous numbers, man. If you would like to continue looking through those numbers, you will have those in the show notes. Um, you can also go through my social media. You can see all the numbers that I posted through through the this first week of games. You'll be able to see them on. Of course, I will continue posting them. But before I let you guys go, you already know what the deal is. If you like this episode and you like previous episodes, you can go hit that subscribe button. We will greatly appreciate you showing that support. And of course, you'll let us know that the content that I'm creating is, is content that you would like to have. For those of you who want to help me, you know, broaden this uh podcast make it a lot better let me know man leave your comments in, on social media you can write me by email you guys know what the, the email is is a business at statmanpodcast.com and you can write us directly and to give us some input to how we can better this podcast if you want to get merchandise you already know what the deal is man go to store.statmanpodcast.com whoo we man i'm excited always excited to talk about sports but for right now Statman signing out, baby. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.